0: You know, a lot of times when we think about growing a relationship with God, and that's what this series, practice, is all about. We often think about the things that I do privately, quietly with God. It's about me and God. And and some of those things are true, right? Like prayer and reading the Bible. We talk about a quiet time with God. Those are hugely important. And we talked about that last week and how we've studied some of that before, and we will study it again. But in this series, we're calling practice, we're thinking about some other things that maybe we miss. And some of them involve our life with other people. Some things that we do with others can help us grow in our relationship with God. For example, we've gathered in this room today for worship, and worship leads us closer to God. So what we do in this room today is one of those practices. But I want us to think about another one that maybe doesn't come to mind as quickly because it involves our life with people maybe who haven't made a decision to follow Jesus. And that's what we call evangelism. Now that word sometimes gets a bad rap, but at the heart, all it really means is sharing the message of Jesus with people who don't know it. We don't always feel like we know how to do that is the problem, right? If I say the word evangelist, my guess is somebody comes to mind, and it's likely this guy, right? Billy Graham. We would say maybe that he's the greatest evangelist of the 20th century, right? And especially if we define evangelist in a certain way. If we say an evangelist is somebody who stands up in front of thousands of people in an arena or a stadium around the world, people hear this message, and then they come forward, and someone meets with them... And they talk about a decision to follow Jesus. If that's an evangelist, here's your guy, right? But some of us would say, you know what? I'm never going to have that opportunity. In fact, most likely, none of us in this room are ever going to do that, right? And we might even say, if I got the chance, I wouldn't know what to say if I was up there. So in response to that definition of evangelist, we might say, I can't do that might think of an evangelist as like sort of an overzealous pressure salesman that, that's really hammering you with all these facts, things you should do, and like you just want to pray their prayer so they'll go away, right? And if that's what it means to be an evangelist, we might say, I won't do that, right? That's not me. I don't want to be that guy. Or we might say an evangelist is a person who really knows God, who is in touch with what God is doing, who knows the story of Jesus, who can express that story, a person that we know because of the way that they conduct themselves with other people, in their business, in their family, with us, that they are in touch with God. And maybe for you and me, it's people like that that actually put us in contact with Jesus. Say it'd be awesome to be a person like that but I don't know if I can ever do that, right? I don't know if I can ever be that person. Maybe you'll say, I'll never be that. Now, in all those definitions of an evangelist, we're setting aside a certain group, a certain class of Christians that are over here, and we're saying, those are the evangelists, and the rest of us Well, we're just like, we're going to cheer them on. You go talk about Jesus, right? That's good for you, but we don't really know how to do that because we're not evangelists. Well, today I want us to think about that because I think Scripture can teach us that Maybe we don't understand this word evangelist exactly right. And to do that, I want us to take a a brief tour through the book of Acts. We're certainly not covering all of it, just a few little snippets here and there. Uh, The book of Acts is written by Luke, who wrote the third gospel, right? And if we think about that word gospel, that comes from the Greek word, same Greek word that we get, evangelism. It's all about good news, okay? So the gospel writers are sometimes called evangelist that's a different understanding of the word right could someone be an evangelist by what they write absolutely the gospel writers john says i write this so you that you will know you'll you'll become a follower of jesus so okay third gospel is luke he wrote this second volume the book of acts and it really is about how the spirit of god leads his people to tell people about jesus we see that at work in lots of places. It actually begins sort of as a precursor in the first chapter. Luke picks up in the book of Acts after Jesus' resurrection, before his ascension. So it's just a few days in that gap. It's a very short period of time. And in that time, the disciples asked this question. They gathered around him and asked him in verse 6, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And I almost think they're asking it more like, Uh, At this time, are you going to restore? Because just a few days before, Jesus came into Jerusalem. Victoriously, they thought, man, something is about to happen. Jesus is about to become king. And by Friday, he was in a tomb. And now he's been raised from the dead. And the disciples are sort of thinking, all right, if that wasn't the time, is it now? Are you about to do something, Jesus? This is how he responds. It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but then verse 8, this is it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Two things. You're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit So it's not because you're a special class of believers. It's not because there's something really great about you. It's because the Holy Spirit's going to be at work in you. And you're going to go. Start right here. And it's just going to spread out. And tradition tells us that these men standing in front of Jesus spread out from Ethiopia to Spain. And maybe even further than that. Okay. We don't know that for sure. It's not in the Bible. What we do know is the story of Peter. Peter. And we do find out that he is an evangelist, that he does talk to people. We'll get to that in a minute. But the rest of the guys, we don't know much about most of them. They are not in the history books. They are not known as the greatest evangelist of the first century like Billy Graham. Okay? We don't know what they did. They just went. And they shared the message of Jesus. Now the book of Acts tells us a little bit about what that looked like here and there. Acts chapter 8, Philip, a guy who wasn't there that day when Jesus said that, just a guy, a Christian, the Holy Spirit guided out in the desert to meet this man, an official, a government official from Ethiopia who had been to Jerusalem. He's headed home, and the Spirit says, hey, go look, talk to that guy. So this guy's riding in a chariot. Philip comes up. He's chugging along. Must have been fit. I couldn't have done that, all right? So he's asking these questions. Hey, you're reading... What are you reading? This guy has gotten a scroll in Jerusalem. He's got some money because books are expensive. And he says what he's reading. He's reading from the book of Isaiah. That's the scroll he's bought. And Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy's like, no, I don't understand at all. What is this guy talking about? And you know what? If you just open the book of Isaiah cold and you don't know anything about what's going on, it's easy to get a little lost because it's prophecy. The scripture tells us from that point, Philip took those scriptures and explained Jesus. And along the way, the man said, why can't I be baptized? And Philip says, you should. And so he was. Now, was Philip speaking in front of this vast audience of people? No. It's just one guy being taught by another guy in touch with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, we have Peter and a man named Cornelius. Cornelius is interesting because he's a Gentile. Most of the Christians at the beginning are all Jews and they're wondering, hey, can we we talk to someone who's not a Jew about becoming a Christian? What if they're a Gentile? They're a little different from us. And there's a vision that these men have. And Peter goes and he speaks to Cornelius and the Holy Spirit intervenes in a powerful way. Read the story. And Cornelius listens to Peter along with his family and his friends, and they all become Christians. Again, large crowd. No, I mean, there's some there. We don't know how many, but it's not an arena full. It's just a few people that God spoke to Peter to speak to them. We could go a little later, Acts chapter 20. This is Paul. The, end of, the uh, end of Acts is all about Paul. And Paul is completing his third very long missionary journey. He spent a lot of time. He's talked in churches, planted churches. And so he's on his way back to Jerusalem and he's headed there. He stops in a port city near Ephesus. Now on this journey, he spent three years in Ephesus, a long time. And he invites the elders from the church in Ephesus to come meet him in this port city. And he has a message for them. And this is his message in Acts chapter 20, verse 23. Paul clearly knows his ministry is about to change. He says, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now what's interesting to me in that story is Paul has had the opportunity to stand up and speak in front of at least hundreds, maybe thousands. Okay? He's done that. But at this point in his life, he knows it's all about to really change. Okay? He's going to be speaking, but it might be to his jailer. It might be to one of his ministry associates that comes to him with a problem in a church. It might be that his ministry is to write a letter to a church. He is not going to evangelize. He's not going to be an evangelist in the same way. It's going to be totally different. And yet, what's his mission? testifying to the good news of Jesus Christ. And as I read through all these stories, what strikes me is that God chose us to tell the story. He chose real people like you and me to tell the story of Jesus. It wasn't a special class. Sometimes it was a guy like Peter who was an apostle, or Paul who was an apostle but in a different way didn't see Jesus, or a guy like Philip who's just a guy. And over and over, we see this in Scripture. All kinds of people called to share the message of Jesus. And one of the mysteries in all of this is, why did He do it this way? I mean, God could have created a cosmic loudspeaker to share the message of Jesus, right? He could have implanted it in our brains, and instead, He chose to use people like you and me to share the message. You see, we're all called to be evangelists. You might say, yeah, but... I'm still in that place where I can't do that or I won't do that or I don't know how to do that or I'll never be that or whatever it is that's keeping you from talking about Jesus. Let me just mention four quick things that I think can help us in this. First of all, get to know the story. And that's why we have the four Gospels because if we're going to follow Jesus, we've got to have the story. And so if you want to read it, read through Luke. It's, the, it's a longer one. It is so filled with stories and action of Jesus. And you get the full story in the Gospel of Luke. Read through. Get to know that story because you can't share it if you don't know it. Number two, talk about how Jesus has changed your life. How relationship with Jesus has changed you. That's what Paul does when he speaks in the book of Acts. He says, you know what? I was on the road to Damascus and bam, I was on the ground. And that began some stuff about getting to know Jesus. Well, how is it that Jesus has changed your life? I mean, what has he carried you through? What has he guided you through? Where did he give you wisdom? How has he changed who you are as a mom, as a dad, as a child, as a grandparent, as a boss, an employee, whatever it is? How has it changed you? Because your story can be powerful. Third, learn to admit ignorance. Man, sometimes we have to do this. We don't want to feel like we're stupid, but there's stuff we don't know, right? I mean, there's some questions that people might ask that don't have an answer. Like, what happened to all the rest of the apostles? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us. We don't really know. There's no answer to that. But then there's questions we might have to say, you know what, I don't know the answer, but I bet there's one out there. Let me work on it. Let me talk to somebody who does know. It's better to say, I don't know. Yeah, people will recognize you don't know that fact, but they also might recognize you're honest. So, learn to admit ignorance. And, third, or fourth, ask questions. That's what Philip did, right? Do you understand what you're reading? No. Well, let's talk about it. When we ask a question, it allows the other person to tell us where they are, what they're thinking, what they're wondering, what they need to know. When we do all the talking, We have the agenda. Ask questions. But you know, the theme through the book of Acts really is to follow the Spirit. That's where it is. The Spirit of God was at work in the book of Acts. The Spirit of God is at work in powerful speakers and people who are just willing to jog up beside a chariot and carry on a conversation. God has chosen us to tell the story. And so, it's our job to do it. Let's pray together. God, we're thankful that we're given the charge to tell the story. Thankful that you've chosen us because it makes us so special in your story. So God, show us the people that we have the opportunity to talk to about Jesus. No, we don't want to sell them on something. We just want to share the story you've given us. So help us to know how to do it. God, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and we're going to continue to worship.